I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, movie fans, Dimitri Panos here from Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie, where today we try to fix the internet. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks, Anatomy of a Movie. Hello, hello, Anatomy of a Movie lovers and fans and fans of movies all over the world. How are you all doing? Fans all over the internet. All over the internet. All over the streaming. Mm-hmm. This is Dimitri Panos, Popcorn Talks, Anatomy of a Movie. And of course, if we are talking about fixing the internet... That means that it was broken by none other than Wreck-It Ralph. Mm -hmm. Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Why it's not Ralph Wrecks the Internet was always... I can't figure that out. I think that might be hard for kids to say. Ralph Wrecks wrecks the the Internet. internet. Say that five times fast. But see, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. And only Marissa Serafini could come up with that that excuse (laughs) to make things fun. Yep. She's here to make things fun. Marissa, hey, how's it going? What's up, Dimitri? Happy Thanksgiving Day leftover. Yeah, happy post-Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just call it. Early Christmas. Leftover. Early Happy holidays. Yeah, there you go. Happy holidays to you, too. That works. <clears throat> so um, today we are going to talk about the number one movie of the Thanksgiving Day holiday weekend, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, as we always start off, we always start off with opinions Marissa. I was excited for this one, not mm-hmm. gonna lie, because I really did love uh Wreck It Ralph, the first one. And I thought it was great. It was um a really fun animated film when that came out. And it felt original because with all the sequels and and the third movies that always come on in franchise, like Ralph gosh, this is gonna get really confusing real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wreck It Ralph. That it felt original when it came out, so I was really excited for that. And now and like I really loved it. And with the second one, I was really excited for this one. And the fact that they go to the internet and just expand literally the world and their sure. universe, that was even more fun because it seemed modern. I don't, it doesn't feel dated. I don't know. We have to come back in 20, 30 years to see if it ages well. But the all the jokes and, and pop culture that they hit upon, it, it really hits because it's relevant now. I'm not sure if it's going to be relevant in 20 years. And that's the only thing I question about this film, really. Interesting take. Um, you know, I, too, really enjoyed the original movie, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, it, it had a lot of heart. And you just got it. It, it was such a simple premise uh, based in the video game world about a character who's a villain who just wants to be a good guy. Mm -hmm. And in his heart and soul, he really was a good guy. 
Uh, and I, too, like yourself, uh, was really looking forward to Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, but I sort of, uh, me personally, I came away, it was sort of a mixed bag for me in that, A, there were peaks of just amazing wit and cleverness in an animated movie where I really did laugh out loud. And I thought it was brilliant. There yeah. were, and we're gonna we'll, we'll talk about certain scenes. Uh, I thought its interpretation of the internet was amazingly beautiful, stunning, and it wasn't done in a William Gibson neuromancer way. It was done in a way in which everybody can like just understand it and recognize things and compartmentalize yeah. things. Right? It was it was great. It was great, smart, fun. But for some reason, for me, it ran a little long, and it didn't have the heart of all of the heart that the first one that I really loved. And I guess, too, being we all use the Internet here, I couldn't figure out the the whole, like, Vanellope, she wants to live here. But being that it's the Internet, you can go from here to there like that. Right. It's like, you don't have to leave any place, really. You can always come back in a snap. Um so, yeah, I just didn't think it had all of the heart that the first one had. And um, I don't know. It got a little long for me. Um, again, I laughed at a ton of places. I'm sure you did, too. Oh, yeah. There was some some pure genius bits that only Disney in a movie like this can pull off. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Admittedly, the last 20 minutes got personally weird. Just mm. for, for me, I I think it just like the storyline got a little weird, like off book of what you would expect for a Disney film. Yeah. And I question, you know, we'll definitely get into it, but I mean, everything visually and pacing and fun and action and, and all that, I think they did a great job. Storyline, it got weird and was not expecting <laughs> it. It did get weird. And I right. guess... I mean, like, let us know if it, if yeah. it got weird for you, because it's not well, something that you expect. Let's bring that up. Because the way I sort of looked at it is, um, and, and again, please comment, see if you felt the same way, if you saw something differently. The way I saw that was, so in the first movie, he's the bad guy who wants to be the good guy, right? And then he becomes the good guy. We know it's just a role that he plays. And Ralph himself is a good guy. And in Ralph Breaks the Internet, he's the good guy that actually becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. He's the one that he has to defeat himself, as well as everybody else in the internet. And they put in that, you know, they played it as that was his insecurity. Correct. He was afraid of, or like, he, <clears throat> not to say he was afraid of himself, but essentially he was. Like he was afraid that he was too dependent on other people. Right. I'm like okay. And it becomes Didn't a see virus. That, like as as a character development, right. it did not see that his own self insecurity was the quote unquote villain of right. the entire film. Right. And insecurity and and I guess in a sense, can you say selfishness? But I understood like it's that's off the book thing. for Disney. Yes. And but you understood too. You know, I mean, there was you, you come of an age where maybe you do lose your best friend, or your best friend moves away, yeah. and you're selfish. Um, and the whole dark web interpretation again—that was actually pretty funny. Pretty funny, <laughs> it really was. Uh, don't look at the other head. <laughs> yeah, from really your funny. neck of the woods. <laughs> from your neck of the woods. Um, and we'll talk about the voice casting, you know, because it was brilliant as always. 
But I agree that 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 last 20 minutes and I was wondering how kids would look at it because it was sort of kind of gross and scary. Yeah. Right. And it was just weird. It was weird. Yeah. It was it weird. Was. As an adult, I think it's like, it's just a weird character to development that wasn't properly developed. Yeah. There were little sea monkey Ralphs. Like it was just it was on top of each other, and there were a virus. Yeah, and they were taking over the internet, and how do we combat this? And he became self-destructive. Yes, like he was already destructive because that was his character. Yeah, but he became self-destructive. Yeah, I'm gonna wreck it. (laughs) So, um, but I I do agree with you. Um, So, why don't we talk about a little bit about the genesis of this project? at the end of Wreck-It Ralph, the original, you know, they left it open and they were saying like there was a line of dialogue at the end of the movie that said, aha, it was the eureka moment that said, oh, we should explore this. We can go into the, we can expand our world. And then from there. Yeah. And even uh, Phil Johnson, one of the directors, because there's two directors on this film, we had Phil Johnson and Rich Moore. Phil, uh, Phil actually said that uh, Ralph and Vanellope had only known each other for a short amount of time in the first movie, yet they became best friends and we loved them for that. But it didn't feel like the story was over. There were more adventures to be had, and Vanellope in particular was starting to come into her own. Mm-hmm. So, like, the way that they left Ralph and Vanellope is, like, very open and very cunning and ambiguous. Cool. is like, you wanted to see more because they just started becoming friends at the end of the first one. Yeah. And started working together. Now it's like, let's see them actually be friends. Yeah. So um, they continued the story. Yeah, and I believe that the original does leave you with that feeling where you go, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing another movie with these two. I, I You really fall in love with those characters. Yeah. Um, so I get it. And, and I understand where they wanted to branch it off. Again, it's one of my things. You just set them up at, as as best buds, so the sequel has to take them apart. And I'm like, well, just keep them together for a little bit, and you can tell the love that Ralph has for Vanellope within the opening minutes of this movie, where he's where he makes a new path <laughs> for new her, path. which is really funny. It's a great scene. Uh, and of course, she loved it. She goes, "No, you can't," because he felt bad because she lost. She goes, "No, that was great." Yeah, off roading. Off roading. <laughs> um, and, and it's fun because it, you <clears> even <throat> had the, the tie back with the whole heart friendship right. necklace going back. So when you see these two just like doing their everyday lives and the games and then hanging out with each other and drinking root beer at the end of it, it was like it's becoming a routine that they just hang out with each other. Right. And it's so, they're like the most unlikely pairing. Oh, absolutely. And that's why it's endearing because you don't ever picture these two together, but yet no. they get along so well. No, and, and of course we had some of our other fave characters coming in and out within the gaming world. And it was really interesting too because... Both Vanellope and Ralph are born of the video game world, but the arcade, standalone arcade video game. So the movie addresses how those games really are, in a sense, outdated, and it really has moved through the internet, a lot of gaming. And so I understand the modernizing, making it current for the kids today and for the adults, that's wifey. But, but <laughs> yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that, that was great. I believe it's pronounced wifey. Wifey. <laughs> oh, and again, those are the elements of pure comedic genius. 
you know, when you have these these innocents going into this 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 world, they were literally were innocents mm-hmm. going into it. And but I, I love the whole we can do this. Let's let's go. Let's just go. Let's plug in. Yeah. And and it was actually go. Ralph's idea to go to the internet yep. first. L- little did he know how much <clears throat> he was wasn't going to enjoy it. Yeah. And you know, I also liked why the breaking of the the arcade game. Yeah. You know, it's it's a the steering, steering wheel. wheel. Yeah, the steering wheel broke. Oh, we got to get this back so you can stay and play. And I liked how, it, of course, the, the only piece, replaceable piece, was on eBay. Of course. You have to auction. Because right. I feel like you go to eBay when you're looking for parts that are discontinued. Yeah. And I'm it's, sure it like boost. E- I, I actually wonder how much eBay stock went up after this movie. Yeah, well, it's, it, you, uh, yeah, you, you'll go to eBay to find... What is quote unquote the unfindable in a sense? No. Somebody's selling yeah. something, right? Yeah. Or collectible. So, um, but I just actually liked their introduction to that new world. I mean, we've seen um, Technor kind of thrillers in which we go into the internet, uh, Tron is being one, and how that interpretation is. Uh, but the interpretation here is you have to make it so that kids understand. You know, and how do you visually represent ones and zeros? And like, how do you do that? And I thought that they did when they go through. I thought they did a magnificent job. Very colorful is great. Yeah, and I like how it was literally a ride to get from point A to point B. Like they had to get into capsules. Yes. To actually ride themselves to to the internet because you don't really think about it. No. But also, it makes sense because if you go back to dial up. That's the logo that you see you, when you see right. like the dot going left to right yep. over painfully. It's yep. like you see yourself like going, <laughs> like connecting, and then, and like visually they brought mm-hmm. that to life in the movie. And I thought that was a good tie back. It was. It, I mean, again, there hasn't been. It, it, we talked a lot about Zootopia, yeah, and the visualness of that movie. Which and how they stunning. made their own communities in that. And, and that's and, another reason why the directors wanted to do it, because they learn from Zootopia that they can create communities of whatever and and put it into an entire yeah. film, like create their different worlds. And you could tell, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I mean, I couldn't not help think of Zootopia and the communities and the environments that were created there. Um, and then coming into here, I mean... You know, there are, like, when we talk characters alone, characters alone, Wreck-It Ralph 2 had 434 characters in Wreck-It Ralph 2. And of that, there was 6,752 character variations plus color swings. With these numbers, it makes 500,000 plus options of usage during animation process. So... Only five hundred thousand. Only five hundred. Five hundred thousand plus. It's yeah. not even an exact number. <laughs> so, um, you know, so there's so a ton of production design going into this, and again, it's not surprising, being when they made Zootopia, how many leaves they put on a tree. Oh yeah. Remember? 
Oh yeah, huge number. And it leaves and on a tree station. and furs and hairs on right. an animal. Um, they they will like painfully into that. Right. And the great thing about you know this movie, they now had the program Hyperion, which helped right. expedite um, all these characters over and over again. Which didn't, if if memory serves, it wasn't around in Zootopia. But didn't they almost invent it for who? For who invent, yeah, I for believe Zootopia. it was for Zootopia right? because right. they had to create so, so much. many. Um, and but now having the ability and the programming to do it, they're like, now let's do Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And I think they did a great job because I loved how they definitely used it when they humanized all the, the advertisers. Yes. The live pop-up ads. You're like, that's actually hysterical um, to have the advertisers have, like, personality. Yes. It's like, this is my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> kind yeah. of like a telemarketer. Right. Exactly. It's like, you hate them, but yet at underneath it all they're actually real people yeah so i liked how they humanized it and all the the people who were like giving hearts and stuff yeah in the social media like yeah they're just robots (laughs) yeah and 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 and, and i'm glad you brought that up because we've seen that device used in live action science fiction movies notably uh minority report where you're walking through a mall and it'll pick up your retina and then a hologram will come up and do this. Welcome back. Right. And this movie sort of kind of, it does the same thing, but to your point, they are humanized. They are telemarketers Mm -hmm. is what they are. Um, But the way in which they did it, you know, we all go on the internet. Whenever we get these pop-ups, they're annoying as hell. But they humanized them to a way that they were almost endearing because they gave them character. I still hate Papa Pat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but at yeah. least in this movie, they had fun character to you know even the dark web guy who brings them into the dark web. That guy was fun. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> so, um, and and it's funny that we're talking about these characters because they had two groups. They had the netizens, the workers of the internet, Mm -hmm. and the other group is the users, and they're the simplified versions of humans when they use the internet. So, netizens, they said, had to follow certain rules, what facial features that can be shared among them, skin colors, clothes, body shapes, having the rules for all that is a must for the production design uh, magic to take place. The facial expression of the users is simplified in a range of emotions limited on purpose, which makes sense. Yeah. Think, think, thinking about they're who they're actually humans. Were. Right. So, again, making the duality of who's a user, who's a netizen, um, and speaking... Or who's and, a bot. And, and we're going to talk about probably our favorite netizen is the Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. Oh, I loved him. He was so funny. <laughs> he was great. Alan Tudyk, he was awesome. Um, knows more. Knows more character is so mm-hmm. much fun. And um, he was. He was great. Uh, <laughs> well, well, what's his line? Character. I'm probably going to butcher it. It's like, my auto fill is aggressive it is today. aggressive today, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but the, that just shows you like how, how good the internet is, is when it can already predict what you want to search now. Which is like a fairly newer thing with probably within the last two, three years. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's basically Google. And it's so funny because it tries to be predictive of what you might be looking for. But instead of him prattling on, you mm-hmm. go, oh, you want cucumber? You know, you want cucumber. Like, you know, we get a list of things that we can zero in on. 
But the interpretation is where it was extremely clever. The interpretation and in, in the voice acting of Alan Tudyk were great. Yeah. Were, were really, really great. So, um, yeah, he was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Agreed. Is there so, another character that you that like really stood out to you? Um. Well, yeah, there was um, the gang, the the the, the car gang. Yeah, the slaughter race gang. The slaughter race gang. Uh, you know, there are various racing games out there uh, that are that are. Um, we have the open road. You have the open feel. It's open range where you can drive and things like that. But I I did like Gal Gadot's. Or Gadot. Good Gadot. Gadot. Is Gadot? Is it Gadot? Gadot? I don't know. It's Gadot. It's it's it is. It's Gail Gadot. That's how she pronounces it. Okay. We had that. We, we talked about that in Wonder Woman. Go see Wonder Woman. I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> you missed us. Yeah. Oh, you weren't there. We diver. How could we a Wonder digress. Woman not be there for Wonder Woman? Well, I liked her character a lot. Um, I liked that she was feisty, but at the same time, she got it. And she was a good mentor, in a sense, for Vanellope. But I really enjoyed those scenes with the car, with you know, with the car chasing and the car racing. I liked, the, I liked her a lot. Agreed. I liked her character. She was new, and <clears throat> it, she wasn't stereotyped, which is cool. Um, because when you see her, you think in the game of Slaughter Race, you think she's going to be like this badass kind of woman um who who's like really hard kind of personality or maybe rugged a little bit but she's one of the nicest more like nurturing character and ironically just in one of the worst dangerous games so you're not expecting that and i think it's great to have and she looks so different physically than vanellope so it, it was a like a good contrast in that sense and another unlikely pairing. Yeah. Um. But uh, like an inspiring woman that you can understand why Vanellope clung to her oh, so absolutely. much and was like so enamored. And would you say motherly? Yeah. And, and to an extent, right? Very maternal. Yeah. Very much so. I maternal felt, and nurturing. Yeah. I felt that a lot. And even though she was like, "Yeah, you're not going to get my car. <laughs> See you later." But here's another idea. But yeah, I do it. Yeah, and Vanellope gets to go back. And race in that world, anyways. And yeah, I just I I, for, I don't know. I just really liked the character. I liked the way she was voiced and sounded. It was good. She she, she was one of my favorite. How about yours? Uh, I definitely like Shane because I wasn't expecting her. Yeah. And I now think Gal her her voice is very recognizable now because of the movies that she's right. done. And um, it's it's cool to have her now do just voice because she has a great texture she does like i could listen to that all day it's sexy not gonna lie it is and it it's so funny because they like even physically they look different but their voice um from shank's voice to vanellope's voice also very different right i like the pairing what did you think of yes 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 karaji p henson uh definitely she i can't even like fathom the term of how you can describe her she she was almost like an agent yeah like, <laughs> a little bit agent slash manager yes slash publicist. publicist 
um, any kind of person who's like, this is what we have to do for your career. Let's go, yes. let's go, let's go. Yeah. Um, very relevant today. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you want to like grow your following, grow your career in that sense. Get absolutely. Any recognizable like um, promotion of yourself. Sure. Get your name and likeness out there. That's what yeah. Kevin always says, our executive producer. Whatever it takes to get your name and likeness out there, she was that person. Absolutely. And, you know, yes, incorporates design with fresh and current look. And she's always, you know, it's always changing with the change of the internet. Um, yes, her, her entire looks are changing frequently. Her coat consists of fiber optics. The data is flowing through her amazingly modern hairdos. <laughs> and she was actually modeled after Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians. I can kind of see that. I, yeah. I can her earrings that. and bracelets are not attached to her bodies. They float, which I did not notice. Oh, no, I didn't. I noticed she was so purple. Very purple. Very purple. And which is, you know, it's cool because she was the most hip character out of everybody in this entire cast. And, yeah. And, but that was on purpose. Absolutely. And she was, and she voiced it perfectly. It was great for her to voice it. I thought it was great. I love the. You know, I love the the likes. So many people today live and live and die by likes. Yeah. Like how many likes you're getting? Are you trending? Yeah, likes is like you know? the equal of satisfaction. Right. And it was like that's how people get their instant gratification and satisfaction from other people. Oh, absolutely. And that's how you get approval when people like you. Yeah. It's you're tr- like I'm doing something right. Complete strangers. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. Until you read the comments. And then you read the comments. <laughs> and those people take even more seriously than the likes. <laughs> but I thought Yes was a great character. Um, I also liked Felix. Yeah, I liked how he came back. Him and Calhoun. Yep. Um, to see that another... Un- there are so many unlikely pairings in this. Oh, no kidding. In this, in these both of these movies. No that, And I think that's why it's fun because... That's the beauty of games and the internet. You can pair up with anybody and somehow it works. So to have Felix and Calhoun back together, now wanting to start a family. Right. (laughs) With 15 teenagers, that is the worst. Right. But hilarious to see how them handle it. Absolutely. And um, Double Dan. Double Dan. Was really good. Um, But of course, we do have to talk about... They were they were in the trailers. They were actually utilized. Well, it was mentioned back at D twenty three. When was this? Over a year ago. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the princesses. Uh, yeah. Gotta talk about the princesses. Honestly, the princesses stole the scene for me. They, the, for me personally, they were the best part of the movie. For their one scene that they had in the middle when Vanellope first like meets all of them, hitting upon every Disney trope that we know and love. And I love Disney's self-awareness of that, and they can make fun of themselves, in that sense, because it's still freaking hilarious. And then for how they came back near the end of the film, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting their one isolated scene, and that was it. But how they came back at the end and kind of helped save the day. Absolutely. Uh, Kind of. I would say they helped save the day. Yeah, they definitely helped save the day, especially with the music bed on me. We'll get more (laughs) to, to music, especially when they go from princess to princess and you hear all of their themes like so quick and rapid fire brilliant brilliant i literally the disney princesses were the best part of the film yeah they they were and um 
Uh, I, I also do a show, Meet the Movie Press, here on the Popcorn Talk Network, and we were talking about the princesses going, they were they were used heavily in the marketing uh, for this movie. Yeah. And it was such a success. But our conversation was, and I want to bring it up here too, do you think the success of the movie was in major part because people were looking forward to the princesses and they were cleverly used because they could have been in this movie. It could have been superfluous and you were supposed to laugh, but they were so cleverly utilized in both the marketing and then in the movie itself. And smartly, they didn't give away everything in the marketing because no. that scene that you talk about it when she meets them. It's even expanded in the movie. It's expanded. We need. Oh well, you have to have your own song. You (laughs) have to talk in an empty well of water. You got to look at your into water, like or water trough or (laughs) any puddle of water will do. (laughs) Like you're like, oh yeah, classic. That is very very true, and you don't think about that. But I love how they're so aware of their the things that they do in order to get to a song or an emotional ballad. I'm like. Brilliant. Yeah, and then oh. <laughs> how they made fun of Meridia. That's her name. From Brave. Yeah, Merida. Mer- Merida. Merida. <laughs> I'm like, I understood her in Brave just fine, but. It's like, she's from the other movie, studio. The other, Which, literally that line, she's from the other studio. I laughed so loud. It's so, like, out loud. Because I never heard of that. Because if you think about it, all like, Merida's the only character out of all of them that's actually from the Pixar film. Right. Pixar Studios. And everybody else is from Disney Animation. Right. You're like, yeah, that's also brilliant. Those yeah. little things that I think adults understand more than kids do. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, absolutely. Many people are online saying, make them a detective agency and give them their own movie. Or something <laughs> to that effect, right? Yeah. And you're, and they do, and the princesses, they go, they don't become the damsel in distresses. They actually become the heroines of the day to save Ralph, to save Ralph and the internet right. uh, from himself. But they were really utilized quite cleverly, I and thought. And it's, it's also great because you've never seen all the famous Disney princesses that we know and love right. together, literally <clears throat> in the same room. And that I mean, chilling, yeah, just chilling. Um, and I love all their the clothes that they were wearing. Yes, um, definitely their own inside jokes. It was great for their characters. It's like it's brilliant to put all of them together because we we love all of them individually in their own films. Absolutely, put them together. It's it's genius. It was, and and I think that's and again going to that conversation. They the it became so popular. That it became a cornerstone of their marketing for their trailers and television spots and and whatnot. That that I think I, I do agree with what we we've said uh, on Meet the Movie Press is that they were a major factor for people turning out to Wreck It Ralph too. Like almost, and in some cases, it could be that they even overshadowed the main character, which is Ralph, because everybody the nostalgia factor and watching, as you said, the princesses interact. Well, it was I, pure genius. I completely agree because I think the princesses were the best part of the film. Not Ralph, not Penelope. Sorry, but that's my personal opinion. No. They they literally were so good that they're one of the biggest takeaways that I took from the film. Yeah. And I got to say something too. And it helps when you too. have the original actresses come back yes. and voice them. For the yeah. most part. I mean, there were about three that couldn't come back due to scheduling or because 
unfortunately they have passed in real life. Right. But to get the original actresses back, and they were all on board. They they were all excited to voice sure. the characters again. Why of wouldn't course. you? And I, I don't I don't disagree. And I also think that you're not alone. I think a lot of people walked away. And as much brilliant and cleverness about the internet and little jokes about the internet, I think people walked away thinking that the princesses stole the movie. Because they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great scene. When the princesses save the protagonist of the film. Sure. It doesn't become the protagonist. It becomes the princesses. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Not that it's a terrible thing, but that's how they played it out. They played it out. And I think it's smart because I know we're, we're keep talking about the princesses, but that's how important they are sure. to this film. Is that, yeah, when you put all, when you have all of them together, that appeals to the, the girls who are going to come and watch this. Only the little girls and teenage girls, adult women sure. who are watching this film, it appeals to the female demographic. And I think that's smart because I feel like uh, Wreck It Ralph really appealed to the boys, the first one. And I think they had to put the Disney princesses and to appeal to the girls for the second one yeah and i think by having them in there too um it really does reach out to everybody it's like you said i didn't even think about the trope about the reflecting water mm-hmm. once it comes once it is brought to light you know you go yeah yeah they're <laughs> always singing in a well looking at a reflection or something and there's a mirror there's something mm-hmm. and they have their own song and you gotta learn your song and you go yeah, that's really funny, and it's great that they that the Disney writers and that Disney was able to allow take a step outside of the characters and make it a little bit self aware, uh, and and make it meta to an extent, definitely meta. But it made it entertaining, and I think you appreciated the characters even more so uh, come the end of the movie. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about to all right, let's talk about some of the things. All right, so when we talk about innocence, the innocence of Ralph and Vanellope, one of the things is of course the internet is this big bright new world to them, and they're looking for the steering wheel and what's the best way to do this. Um they go to eBay. <clears throat> but they look at eBay as a game. <laughs> Because that's what they know. That's all they know. And they, oh, we just have to have a higher number. Keep going. Keep going. And I forget what the actual number ended up being. 27,000? Yeah, something. 27,000. Who has (laughs) $27,000? Right. (laughs) But, and again, you go, as adults, you go, oh, come on. Oh, wow. If ever I had a kid, I'm putting a parental lock on eBay. Right. You know, because if that's, you know, if that's what they're trying, their goal is to get that. And they think, oh, it's a game. We just have to have a higher number. And they just kept going. <clears throat> so, and then that leads us to. The like, reason why they have to. The like, reason why they need the money. Right. And we money. need 27,000 simoleons. And how do we do this? And this is where Penelope is introduced to. The car, you know, you can make money. Slaughterings. You can make money by playing games. And they're like, hey, we can do that. And uh, Slaughterings, when we're we're introduced to it, it really was great. It was this open world of of racing, of... Completely visually different from... From, well, what she's used to. What Vanellope's game is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it was all about gaining the money and how can we do this? And then, of course, they incorporate uh, the likes, the like factor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's another way you can generate money. Ralph internet videos becomes video. an influencer, it, almost in a sense, right? Like he, he does becomes a YouTube things. sensation. Yes, that's what they call it now. Yeah. He becomes a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. We're YouTube stars. Come on, <laughs> so in our hearts. In our, <laughs> see a lot of likes, a lot of likes, <laughs> a lot of likes, and give us a lot stuff. of likes. Um, but also very meta. <clears throat> like it, it's relevant now because people understand it. I don't know if people are going to enjoy that in 20, 30 right. years. Well, it's a good point. Let's talk about that. Because I, I think that's a really good point because eBay's, I think, is still going to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon Auctioneering Google, has been around for years. Absolutely. Um, Amazon, Google... Those change the landscape of the internet, and I think that they'll still be around. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you do you bring a valid point. In 20 years, can people look back at this and say, that's how it was? Or, yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? That's how you got popular was because <clears throat> you were on YouTube? Or what their, what, what was it, Buzz, BuzzTube? BuzzTube instead Buzz of BuzzFeed or BuzzTube, YouTube. Yeah, basically right. their version of YouTube. Right. Because they couldn't get the rights to YouTube, <laughs> right? Um, so, and like it's it's relevant now. That's how you know people get vir- viral videos, and a lot of people actually bank on those. Mm-hmm. So, and and it, it makes you really sad when you realize like people put the most stupid content out there, right? Just to get money, exactly, and likes and comments and stuff like that. So very realistic, very realistic. And it makes me wonder because you say it's relevant. So, this car game, which is very open, and it's and it's not a single player game. Not it's not like you're. It's multiplayer, which is really huge today. Um, you know this uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which came out just before Thanksgiving, b- broke all kinds of records. And again, it's one of those free form kind of games. Uh, so you know, Call of Duty. Again, you play online with and against other people online, and that's what this is all yeah, about. I felt, you know, I actually just recently rewatched Freddy Player One. Okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that did that film and book, you know, did a great job of really visually showing you can play the same game with thousands, millions of players at the same time. Yes, and that's what the internet is. We're all on at the same time, right. doing this exact same thing with other people. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Ready Player One. It was one of my favorite movies of this past year in its interpretation of video game world. Mm-hmm. In a sense, the internet. It, it, it provided another, it was a virtual world that people got sucked into and they never wanted to leave. They stayed. And they stayed. And that was about, and thematically, it's not too much different here. People are staying in the internet interaction with other people has changed Mm -hmm. dramatically even at the end of Wreck-It Ralph 2 Vanellope and Ralph's interaction a lot of it is done via video yeah like FaceTime FaceTime holograms right so for me that's where it sort of lost the heart for me 
because of their friendship. And and because, again, it's the internet. It's not like they you got can't disconnected. Get into a, they got disconnected. Literally. Literally. And I really like them together. And I have no... Nothing against Vanellope wanting to do what she wanted to do. That's fine. But why not at the end of the day? She could always come back home. She didn't always have to... She didn't just have to stay there. I mean, it is the internet. You can come in and out pretty quickly. So that disconnect is like I sort of kind of looked at looked at it as you're pro this disconnect, you know, is what the movie in a sense was saying, and that sort of kind of bummed me out because they are they were losing the friendship aspect of why they became such close friends in the first place, right? And but it also makes <clears throat> it very um, like I understood why Vanellope wanted Slaughter race so much compared to her own game because in the first movie yeah she technically did belong there but the girls gave her such a hard time and always made her feel like an outcast that's why she glitched and all that and (laughs) so she was like never fully accepted in her own game which she fully rendered yeah or which she was supposed to so i can feel like she didn't want to be there because she was always you know called out and then to be at a place where she had fun, it was always unpredictable. People liked her. Right. I can understand why that game appealed to her more because the environment was better for her. Mm-hmm. And compared to her own game, which ironically, like she was more obligated to be part of her game because she was Vanellope. She's the main princess. <laughs> the main pr- and and that game too is pretty much it's the same track. Yeah, over and over, over again. and over. Like, she had an obligation to be in her game, but that doesn't mean she has to always be there. And quote-unquote, there was no additional challenge for her. She was already, like, the best to Mm -hmm. be, um, but you couldn't break away from the track where, you know, Slaughter Race is open world. You can drive, you can jump over anything you want. Go through a buildings. A shark comes shark. out of a gutter. <laughs> what? That reminded see that reminded me of Ready Player One in King Kong, like during oh, that right. car race, right? So, but yeah, but she loved that, and I can understand. I mean, I get it. I mean, the, that's where video gaming has gone today, to 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 you know this open world where they're not just stuck going one way, so to speak. So you know, I get it, but again. There was the disconnect of, geez, you you were such good friends, and you can go visit. But, again, it wasn't like somebody moved to another continent, but they made it seem like she moved to another continent, where, to me, it's like... Well, it's like she moved to something bigger and better. Right. And uh, Ralph, he's so... Like, it doesn't take a lot to please him. He does the same thing over and over again, and he's he's fine with that. He's complacent with that. Yeah. And when he realizes his best friend wants something more and something different, he's sort of shocked. That he's shocked, and it also just like created that insecurity. It's like, well, why? Yeah. I like things the way they are. How? Why can't you? Yeah. And like that's what kind of built his insecurity. But I don't think it was properly developed. Yeah, it, to it was get like there. You're, you're, it's like you're breaking up the band. <laughs> Like, why? Do we have things good here? <laughs> so I get it. Um, I want to talk about the sequences, too, because um, there are a lot. Uh, they boarded or storyboarded around 154 sequences for the movie. 
But in the movie, there are like literally 45. There are 100 sequences. There are 100 sequences, which are entire things that we thought were going to exist, but were thrown out. At the end of the day, they had, catch this, 283,839 storyboards. Storyboards. (laughs) That's like a lot of wall space. (laughs) Yeah. But it's Disney. They can afford it. (laughs) Well, this is true. It's a very visual film. And to create a world literally within the world of the internet that has just about everything, it's like how their, their thing is like, how do they show as much as they can? Right. For what the internet is a million times bigger than what this movie is. Oh, absolutely. But it's vast landscape. Again, I think that the way that it was portrayed in this movie, I think it was brilliant. Again, you know, it made me think of Zootopia. I did think a little Ready Player One. But, you know, the other movie that I thought to me really struck me at my heart was Coco. When you talk about environment and world building, something Mm -hmm. that we haven't really seen, right? Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, does bring us in a world and gives us an interpretation that we haven't seen. And it does it brilliantly only because I think there was, it blended the unfamiliar with familiar. So you understood what eBay was, Amazon with the boxes, you know, yeah. even though it wasn't YouTube, you knew what it was. Twitters and Twitter, <laughs> birds and trees, like Bird. the literal version of Twitter. <laughs> right, right. And of course they even threw in their Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it. uh, and Winnie the Pooh was also there. I mean, Pooh. like you had That's Eeyore right. and all that. That's right. Brilliant. So I liked how they created this Disney Universe internet. Uh, it was a fun place to visit. Yeah, because Disney me. is like the number one mogul out there. Yeah. And they yeah, have so absolutely. many characters that they could play with. <clears throat> like the, the beauty of Ready Player One, they got rights to a lot of different right. characters. And yeah. even, uh, what was right. it, Lego Batman? Right. They had rights to different characters in, in that film, too. The Lego and movie. Even that, Ready right? Player One, all right. the rights to the different characters just to show freaking Iron Man. Right. Um, Not Iron Man. What was it? The Iron Giant. Sorry. Right. Right, right, Don't right. kill me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Iron Giant. Iron yeah, yeah. Giant. Um, like, do, so we always had these movies where they fight to just to get the rights to show the characters. Sure, but Disney has the rights to all of these characters, everybody, so they can just yeah. throw in whatever. Absolutely, and and to me, it's it kind of goes back to like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, in which Disney, you know, trying to get Disney characters and Warner Brother characters to mesh, but but Disney currently has such a library mm-hmm. now. Um, that they're able to do this. And uh, yeah, I, I really thought that it was fully realized. And I, I, I did enjoy the characters. And, and this is the, my, my favorite parts of the movie were its cleverness. For sure. Because humor came from places that were unexpected. Like the princesses. Like the mm-hmm. dark web. Because like it was so... Like Double Dan. The Double Dan. <laughs> it was... It, it, it was recognizable, and at the same time, they made it funny. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated that uh, And the actual well. physical representation of a virus. Right. How it starts. Yes. And what it does and how quickly it can <clears throat> just destroy something. And I thought that was visually brilliant. Yes. Um, it, it is like this kind of a leech, kind of a worm <laughs> that can fly, that just goes from place to place to place. Right. 
It's a visual representation of an actual virus. And how it was taking everything over mm-hmm. to corrupt, you know, this the, the, the entire internet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interpretation, again, but we'll go back to it. It was weird. <laughs> you know, the little Wreck-It Ralphs. Yeah, it was just, it was weird. It, it was kind of like I don't a, say... monkeys in a barrel on top of each other, but it, instead of monkeys in yeah, a barrel. Yeah, it was surreal for this kind of a movie. And I don't know how a lot of children may have looked at it. It looked nightmarish, and I it think that was, that was the point. Didn't it? Um, <clears throat> but for how it built, he really the only insecurity, quote-unquote, of Ralph, that's the reason why there were so many Ralphs, is because he was losing his best friend. And he was losing his identity because of it. Yeah. He felt. He felt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but and of course we see the dark web and, <clears throat> you know, which is out there. Viruses are out there. How do you get these viruses? Do you want to set out a virus? Um, I like how the dark all... web was like more of a noir kind of film. Yes. <laughs> Like it's mysterious. Crime alley or something. Definitely like, like death alleys. And like don't don't go down any road because someone's yeah. going to attack you. So and they're always watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about. Um, we'll talk like box office and things, but before that, I want to talk about some budget here. Yeah. The budget on this movie, the production budget on this movie, I have a hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. That was for production budget alone. Well, it's animation and VFX. I get it. But animation... And it's Disney. <clears throat> it is Disney. front the money. It is. But you're looking at All In, and there was a major marketing campaign surrounding this movie, both in, in, in online, both uh, uh, trailering, both in print, uh, billboards. Uh, this, actually, this... The, the graphic behind us, I, I, like that, yeah. comes from a billboard that's not too far from my house. I've seen this. It's actually sort of kind of funny. Um, but the marketing blitz that they did on this, if you didn't know that Wreck-It Ralph 2 was coming out. Yeah, you you've know. been living under <clears throat> like a rock. So, so we're talking, too, about, we're talking close to $300 million all in. You know, that's... That is a lot of money. That's a lot. For an animated sequel, no less. No kidding. Um, And especially for when Wreck-It Ralph came out, would you agree with me that they didn't know it was going to be as popular as it ended up being? I mean, the first one was very, very successful. It was. um, Because... It it felt new. It felt fresh. It did. And so the so the first one has to succeed for them to even want to do right. A but sequel. Uh, but do you think it caught Disney by surprise that it was as, as successful as it was? No. No. I think they banked a lot of money into this film because they knew it was going to be a success. For, for the first one. Well, for, not for for the, for the second one. Yeah. Uh, for the second one. Yeah. For the second one. No. No. Be. Yeah. The first one. I'm not entirely sure they. Saw that it was going to be as big as it was. And to your point, it was definitely going to a younger male because they played video games. Yeah. Vanellope was the female, a wonderful female Well, Rocket Ralph, it, I mean, yeah. Ralph was the main protagonist. Yeah. Vanellope was part of it. Right. The first one is a Ralph movie. Absolutely. The second one is mostly a Vanellope movie until the third act where it right. had to come back to Ralph. Right. 
Hence his story. <clears throat> there, there was an actual moment where I consciously, while watching, consciously was thinking, I was like, this is all Vanellope. It is. But the, the title is called Ralph Breaks the Internet, right. so something has to happen. And I shouldn't be thinking about that. Right. And like, why? It's like I get it from marketing because the first one is Wreck-It Ralph, so the second sure. one has to have Ralph in the title for it to sell. But it, it affected the storyline when the Vanellope story was so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that actually, not to say ruins it, but it does take away from Vanellope. Why couldn't it just be a Vanellope film? Why did Racket Ralph have to be in the title? I, I mean, but the only thing is, and I think you already answered just that question. Marketing. It was just from a marketing and from a, from a dollars and cents. Yep. We already have the brand. And speaking of dollars and cents, um, geez, as of November 28th, uh, the movie has made almost $92 million. Yeah. So we had an opening weekend gross of like $56 million. I think over the five-day period that ended up being closer to s- higher in this, like 65, if I'm correct. Um, worldwide. Oof. So for foreigns, not doing as well, but worldwide. It's about a hundred and a little more than one hundred thirty-four million. Right. Why? For a production budget of one seventy-five, they still have a few weeks to get that money. Which, listen, I think the movie, you know, the movie has is going to have extreme legs. Yeah, and rewatchability. Right. For sure. And and we're going into holiday season. Um, I think it was released at the right time. You know, your foreign gross. It's done like forty-two million, but I don't think it's opened up in everywhere yet, either. So they have more to go on that. So you know, but ninety-one million dollars, not too, um, not too shabby. No, not too bad for only being out for about a not week. Not too now. shabby at all. Top end guys too. Can yeah. we rely a lot on merchandise with a film like this too? I think Absolutely. I would think that stuff would really help the whole marketing budget as a whole. No, I, Jeff. That's a that's yeah, a fantastic point. That's what like Disney fun does. Toys and stuff. Yeah, there's already like Funko dolls of, of these two characters out. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of marketing that they can do with just merchandising. Yeah, and then if you know if you're if you're a Disney park goer, Ralph is there. Um, so yes, from a merchandising, you know, that's what Disney knows how to do best is turn this around. And how do we make other sales? Other than just people going to the movies. Um, so, and you're right. Great Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, going into uh, going into Christmas time. So, you know, the movie uh, runs, uh, well, it was 152 minutes. Which is, for, for me, kids? For a kid's film. That's a little, little long. long. Uh, I'm not a kid, and it felt a little long. Yeah. Well, I feel the, the whole last 20 minutes could have easily been cut down. Sure. Oh, should we, let's talk, not just the last 20 minutes, let's talk the end credit sequence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Little Moana. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> they did, again, it was one of those things, it was something that was in the trailer too. Like where you're, oh, this game's fun. All right. right? The pancakes and the, the pancakes the rabbits. And the, and the, yeah. And it's not in the movie at all. No. And you're like, but they oh, had to, they had to throw scene? that back. And I was like, oh, shoot, we got to go back. Yeah. So, again, Disney. That poor rabbit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about it now. That poor rabbit that kept all those pancakes. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> but it was, again, brilliant end credit sequence, mm-hmm. I felt. It was very funny. 
And if you stay, hopefully you stayed for the very, very end, you got you got a good, clever laugh. And yeah. you go, wow, this is it, it was it was excellent. You know, and now there's something to we talked about this earlier today, meet the movie press. They're saying they're saying that there will probably uh, it's unlikely there'll be a wreck at Ralph three. They're feeling that this pretty much how do you the top the internet? That's, I don't that's know. That's the question. Where yeah. do you go from there? Yeah, and you know, what I had said, I'm going to say it here too, I think that's bold. I mean, usually when you have such a success, you're not saying, I'm not going to make any more. But they're mm-hmm. saying, this is probably it. We don't, you know, we, we don't have any another story to tell. This is the story we wanted to tell about Ralph and Vanellope. Uh, I think it's quite bold for them to say that. Oh. Now, money, money, money always talks. In this town, never say never. I'm not saying there'll never be a Wreck-It Ralph 3. There's currently no plan, there's... nothing in the works for a third one. Right. And I can understand that because the first one was a, a Ralph film. The second was was a Vanellope. I wouldn't mind, a, not that we need more spinoffs, if we did an individual isolated movie just of Vanellope because I think her character is more interesting. Could be. You know, and, you know, they could do your princess movie. Yeah. You know, it's it, like I said, I just find it. I find it very bold that they would because money talks in this town. If you're a hit, whether you're a good movie or a bad movie, if you're making a ton of money. They're saying, OK, when's the next one coming out? So and this is Disney. Disney, especially they're animated. Disney's working on their own films. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I find that to be very uh, I, I found it a bold statement. I happen to agree with it. I don't know if I. It would have to be a fantastic idea to get me to go to see a Wrecker Ralph movie, uh, a third. So if they don't believe that they can top it, I'm fine with it stopping it at two movies. Yeah, and Disney already has like a big slate that's already coming out for the end of the year and upcoming years. Like our next Disney films, Mary Poppins. Sure. Um, perfect <clears throat> blend of an animated and live. So, and I think that's that's going to be huge. Yeah. And then they're really heavily pushing their next animated film, which is Toy Story. We got Toy, Toy Story, Story 4. 4. We've got Dumbo. Dumbo. We've got The Lion King. Mm-hmm. We've got another Avengers movie. You yeah. know, we've got another Star Wars movie next so year. It's okay if yeah. Rocket Ralph 3, what, what have you, takes a while to get here. And there will be a Frozen 2. Yeah. So then we're going to Frozen 2. So, so they have so much watching that. They have so much to to mine from. I actually, like I said, I appreciated the fact that they said, "Yeah, it's unlikely it's going to happen." That's fine, and I'm okay with that. Same here. Same here. We'd like to know your comments. Are you okay with uh, it just stopping at Wreck It Ralph? Ralph breaks the internet. Do you want more Ralph? Do you want to see the princesses in their own movie? A lot of people, I think, would say yes to that. I think, yeah, I think I mean they really did. They 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 impacted this movie in a way I don't think even Disney realized, or the directors of the movie would think that they were going to become so popular. Uh, but it goes to the writing that I think they were used so cleverly um, mm-hmm. that that's what makes it work. And I think a lot of people may have come to see the princesses and they weren't let down because they gave you more than what was in the trailer. And they, at the end of the day, they save the day. And you laugh. You, it was hysterical. They were earned laughs. Absolutely. 
And it was and the music bed underneath <clears throat> when you go from literally when they when so when Ralph is falling. It right. goes from princess to princess. <laughs> Every time it's on some person, you hear their theme song. Right. And then it just so brilliantly transitions to the next theme song right. of theirs. And I'm like, yeah, it was And how genius. cool I is it? I can't say that enough. How cool is it, though, that they're actually all, they're in a club. They're yeah. in their own club. And they're, and they're actually they're friends. friends. Yes. They're friends in real life. And they can pick on one another. Right. For, for whatever their attribute is. But like, what is. I love about it is like their healthy relationships. They yes. seem like legit friends. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Which a lot, you, it's very rare to get that many girls in one room. And yeah. they actually like each other. It was... I, I, that again, that is. Genius. Pure genius. So, so that is... Uh, I think... Is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Music-wise... Uh, I think we talked about production and what it took to, to well, get it Well, I think the, the original song of A Place Called Sugar, or I'm sorry, <laughs> A Place Called Slaughter Race, not Sugar Rush, um, Slaughter Race, I think that song was hilarious in and of itself because yes. it, again, with the self-awareness, like Absolutely. burning tires and all that, this yep. is my song, um, but very Disney too. Absolutely. And Alan Menken, having him back. Yep. Because you have to. You have yeah. to have the genius it's and the legend. all in the family. Yeah. For Disney. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, honestly, wasn't expecting it until the Disney princess. Like, you know, you have to have your own you song. You have to have it's your like, own song. Yeah, Vanellope's a princess, too. She has to have her song. She's a princess now. About yeah. slaughteries. <laughs> like, the the least princessy song. Yeah. The, 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 like, I can't even say it. it <sighs> Like, the least beautiful thing to, to sing about. And yet she made it gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a stroke of genius. Yeah. Um, so, and she shows another side. Uh, she brings another level to princesses, I think. So, you know, yeah. to the Disney world. So, yeah. So, well, why don't we just wrap up? Why don't we shut down the internet here? We'll wrap up. So your 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 closing statements and thoughts on Wreck It Ralph two. I would like to see it again because there's so much that I probably missed. Because visually, it's there's so much, um, and I think that's the beauty of the internet because it's such a big world. It's bigger than any of us. I I agree. I think it's worth another viewing just to watch the background mm-hmm. and look at what other inside jokes. That the that Disney animators missed. love to put in there. So I think that that would be genius. I agree. Uh, Ralph will continue to break the internet going into the holiday season. Uh, you can stay with us throughout the holiday season because we're going to cover those movies we were talking about, like Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah. Comes out in a few weeks. Can't wait. There's like a lot of movies that will be coming out. We'll be talking about them here. We're also going to be talking about Instant Family. Uh, a, a fantastic family film so stay tuned for that and stay tuned for the rest of our holiday movies that we're going to be breaking down and discussing and even uh, go back to the ones that we mentioned Zootopia Zootopia Wreck-It Ralph uh, Ready all the Player other, One Ready Player One which was Wonder Woman yeah yeah we covered them we covered all of these movies that we just talked about here there's a plethora yeah. of, of movies that you can go back and watch uh, and it's it'll be like you're watching it with us because we don't go away. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> so we do appreciate your you're watching us and we appreciate your comments. Please continue to do so. Uh, we read them. We're right back to you. Um, Marissa, how can people support you on these social media internets? Yeah, everyone can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. At Serafini TV. For me, please support me at DMovies1701. Look forward to having you come back. Stay tuned to Anatomy of a Movie. Well, we are all about movies. In the holiday so, season now. Yep. So thanks a lot, folks, for watching. See ya. See you in the internet. Welcome to Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or presenters.